Wesley Matthews, and you're listening to Numbers on the Boards with Jeff Skin Wade and Bobby Corella. Coming to you live on the internet, on camera, for the first time ever, it is Numbers on the Boards. My name is Bobby Corella, joined as always by the great Jeff Skin Wade. Hello, internet. Skin, we are podcasting on the internet, man. Wow. Yeah. Who thought this was possible? I, I have no idea, man. This I think is, Mark this Cuban thought this was possible. That's how he made a lot of money. 20 years ago? Yeah. He figured it out. We thought about it. Our producer, Arya, thought about it like two days ago, and we're like, man, that's a great idea. Yeah. And then we did some research and found that people have been doing this for decades. It's amazing what yeah. technology has wrought. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we're behind. It just no. means that these people were so far ahead. Yeah. You know, back in the They're day. They're surfing on top of the wave. We're just currently in the wave. Yeah, they're surfing the web. Right. So, uh, as you can see, we're going to be having some, some, uh, some fun today, Skin. I like fun. We're you doing like some, fun? Yeah, dude, I love fun. We're going to be doing some, uh, some wacky things today on Numbers on the Boards. Uh, you'll be able to listen to this also if you're not watching live right now, which you should be. But you'll be able to listen to this later because this is a podcast which will be uh, up on all of our channels. So, uh, Skin, it's been a long time since we talked, man. I think the last time we talked was... During the season, I want to say. Yeah, there's about a couple weeks left in the season. That's the last time we hooked up, and obviously a lot is going on. Um, since we've last talked, though, we kind of – now the, the, the lottery is not till May 15th, but yep. uh, we did know where the Mavericks at least are going to fall in the pecking order if they don't get a top three pick. And I always tell people, if you want to know the most about the Mavericks, follow Bobby Corella on Twitter. Aww. Because I was on, on, on the air doing the Ben and Skin show and the the – ping pong thing was going on with Atlanta yep. and I was looking down at my Twitter account and you had the percentages broken down and uh, we now know that the Mavericks have a 95% chance of a top three pick no 95% chance top of a top five, five pick, pick I'm yeah. sorry see that's why you follow Bobby not me but um but that's that's incredibly good odds and I knew that because I was looking down at my Twitter account and Bobby Carella popped up there with the numbers yeah so. thanks man so the Mavs summer of luck has begun yes uh, Ooh, I like that the yeah, summer of luck the summer of luck so first they got the number one pick in the 2K league draft then they won the tiebreaker with Atlanta and now like you said May 15th the lottery five days after my birthday not that oh. that has anything to do with anything ten days before mine yeah oh is it really yeah a couple maybes here yeah awesome uh, the Mavs will be sending Michael Finley to New York for the lottery along mm-hmm. with his mother so hopefully they can they can continue this summer of luck but basically here's a quick rundown uh there's an article on mavs.com about this if you don't uh respond to audio or visual uh cues you can just uh read it which i guess is still visual but uh skin what this means is the mavs have one extra combination so that's not it doesn't really change their odds of winning the lottery but this tiebreaker with atlanta because they finished with identical records means that uh if other teams get lucky and win the lottery which is it's pretty much unlikely, mm-hmm. I guess we could say. Very safe to say it's unlikely that a team beneath them will win. The Mavs will remain ahead of Atlanta in the drawing because the, the lottery is only to determine the top three picks. Right. It's not to determine the entire order. So if you have, like, the ninth best odds like the Mavs had last year, you only have, like, a 2% chance of winning a lottery, just something very small, which right. means you're, you're more than likely going to stay where you are. Right. And the higher you get, you have a higher chance of moving up, obviously. So the Mavs will be third which means they will remain in the top five 19 out of 20 times. Mm-hmm. They will remain in the top six every time. So they'll never pick lower than sixth. Uh, they have about a 42% chance, 41% chance, which is a lucky number, 
to be in the top three. And that's where you want to be always. Yeah. You always want to be in the top three. So right. they, have, they have like a 42% chance to win the lottery. Then they have another, I don't know, like 15, 20% chance to stay in the top four. Um, they're actually most likely to pick top fifth, 29%. And people will say that, look at that and say, man, that's kind of weird. Why does it seem like they're, they're more likely uh, going to be in number five, which is two spots lower than their current slot? That's because the lottery is for the top three picks. So yeah. think of it as they have a 42% chance to stay where they are or move up. Right. They have a 29% chance to be in fifth. So and, like, and then also, you know, Atlanta virtually has the exact same odds the Mavericks do of yeah. landing a top three pick. Yeah. And so if Atlanta were to be the third pick, then you would be the fourth. And if someone else jumped in, then you would be down to five or whatever. But yeah. uh, it's really just to sort of determine the order after the top three. And mm. it's just better to have – you know, be ahead in the pecking order than it is to be behind them. Exactly, pick. man. And, and absolute, uh, you know, worst case scenario, it's the sixth pick, and there's like less than a 5% chance of that. Yeah, we well, have yeah, less than 5% chance, but there's still good players picked at sixth. Absolutely. Okay? Still good players picked at sixth. Um, so, yeah, draft, May 15th. There, mm-hmm. That's a lottery. The actual draft, June 21st. Mm-hmm. There will be a watch party skin. And I will be watching and partying. Yeah. So it's just a great combination yeah, there, for me. We, we don't know uh, where, mm-hmm. but we know when. That's June 21st, so be there or don't. Uh, yeah, it was your option, really. Yeah, definitely I would rather you be there yeah. than not. Right. Um, this is a personal invitation to every one of you to be there. Absolutely, because we'll probably be there. I'll probably be there. I don't I'm know about you. I'm thinking I'll be there. Yeah. And Depending on where, where where is. Yeah. There have been some interesting ones. So I think the last couple of years we've had it at Henderson Tap House. And obviously last year uh, that party brought us Dennis Smith Jr. Yes. So, uh, you know, hopefully that, that run can continue. We'll mm-hmm. see if it will be there, if it will be somewhere else. But either way, it's going to be crazy. This is, is going to be the Mavs' highest pick since, I don't know, Jason Kidd. So yeah. I guess there's a 5% chance that it will be their highest pick since they had number six in 1998, which that turned out okay too. They oh, traded it away for uh, – a guy named Dirk. That worked out pretty damn well. Yeah. So things are looking up, up. Uh, speaking of Dirk's skin, mm-hmm. uh, news came out toward the end of the year that he had surgery. Yes. I don't think we've talked about that at all. You and I were there to perform the surgery. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was watching. I was uh, Instagram live streaming it while you yeah. were doing it. So you did. I was like the sous chef. I don't know what they call it in medical terms. The sous chef. But I was there preparing instruments or something. Oh, man. So when the guy said scalpel, you were like there. Yeah. Oh, is it this one? Yeah, you <laughs> gave him the assist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You gave him like a I drill. I just held a plate accident. out and said, ah, you know, I'd, what, what do you want? Yeah. Take one of these things. As any good sous chef would. You just, right. Yeah. You presented him with the silverware. But uh, you did a good job. Thank you. Because the surgery went well. Dirk is in recovery. And in fact, uh, as Dwayne Price, our buddy, our good teammate, who we need to bring on the podcast sometime. And if we do bring Dwayne on, we want it to be a video cast. Yeah, it needs to be. Just we about need to his tell shoes. To dress for the occasion. Nothing will stop Rick Carlisle down faster than Dwayne walking in with some of his, what is he, 100 pair of shoes? How many shoes does Dwayne Yeah, have? and they're all made out of alligator, which yeah. is crazy. They just, like, got one giant rainbow-colored alligator and just, you know. Yeah. There's one, like, he's got, like, a pair of Jurassic shoes. It's crazy, man. He's just got a little bit of everything. He has, like, a full long-sleeve T-shirt that's just a tiger. Yeah. Just, like, the, a yes. tiger's face. Not, like, t- leopard print. Like, yep. literally a tiger's face is on his, his shirt. He's got mink bikini briefs. <laughs> or not. I don't, okay, I was going to say, uh, you need I really to tell a story. That. You need yeah. to tell a story about that. But uh, anyway, so Dwayne wrote over the weekend, Dirk got his stitches out. Mm-hmm. So uh, he is now in full recovery mode, ready to get back to action. Also, Dwayne wrote about Weston Matthews. He is about to be cleared, or maybe already has been cleared for physical activities. 
So all these guys who were facing these medical issues toward the end of the year, they're ready to rock and roll mm -hmm. for the season, the off season, this big summer of fun that we're about to have around here. So uh, things are looking up for them as well, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, with Dirk, he had to get his ankle right for the Heroes game. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the most important Mav thing going on right now. Those the, doubles won't hit themselves. No, they absolutely won't. Well, for him, it's more of a no matter where he hits it, it's a single because he's yeah. not running past <laughs> first base. He, he, uh, uh, he, put, he takes the charity part of it very seriously more than the baseball part of absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. He does get to first base in like five steps, though. Yeah. So it's, it's, a very, it's a very slow gallop, but he gets there efficiently. But those tickets are on sale now on Mavs.com. Uh, you can find them anywhere in Skin. I think you're always the entertainment, right? Yeah, usually they have me and Ben from the Ben and Skin show. Ben will be in one uh, dugout. I'll be in the other. And we do, uh, you know, on-air interviews and some goofing around and last year there was a big controversial play at home plate there was uh, they went to replay didn't they they did go to replay which was weird i think we were all just looking up going are we allowed to go to replay yeah well dirk we're, demanded it so yeah we were we were making up rules as they went mm. but uh you know last year was like dak prescott was there and michael young was there and it's just it's always really a lot of dirk's friends come in it's always great you always can count on the return of brian cardinal Mm. one of the favorites from the 2011 team. So it's always a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, and one interesting thing about this year is, you know, in the last few years it always seems like the Mavs have so many free agents, and those guys going into free agency, you know, they're not really on the team. They're at home. Right. They're doing whatever. They're getting ready for free agency. But the Mavs can retain a lot of these guys. So yeah. may, we might see a ton of Mavs show up too. A lot of restricted free agents. Yeah. Or guys that the Mavs can pick up an option on. Yeah. Uh, you know, Max and some of those kind of guys. Yeah, well, so, yeah. Maxie Kleba, I would like to see him play uh, baseball here. I would, too. We got I'm, Sala out there, didn't yes. we, last year? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> we Sala. got Zaza one time, too? Sala didn't know that he thought second base was just like first base. Oh, so, so he, <laughs> he ran past it and then, and then thought he was safe, Oh, right? man, that's funny. Uh, so that turned out to be bad And the world Sala. champion Zaza Pachulia uh, is right-handed, obviously, as you remember from watching him play here. But he put his glove on his right hand. Yes. Uh, because he didn't know. He didn't know. That it, uh, they don't play a lot of baseball in Georgia. No, they Georgia don't. Georgia over there. Yeah, Georgia the country. Not Georgia Yeah, here. Tbilisi with the capital, right. not uh, Atlanta. Uh, okay, skin. Bobby. Enough about baseball. Okay. Let's talk basketball. Yes. This time of year, it's the playoffs. Mm. Um, unfortunately, the Mavs are not in the playoffs this year, mm -hmm. but the plan is to get there soon. Uh, Wes Matthews said at media day he wants all these young guys to watch it, to kind of Get in the get in the mood, feel uh -huh. those emotions, feel the anger of not being there, and also the excitement of what it's going to be like when you make it. Right. Uh, so, <clears throat> this is your chance, live streaming in front of the entire world, uh -huh. to spit off your magnificently fiery burning playoff takes. Okay, uh, burning playoff take number one. There's going to be enormous pressure in Portland to blow that thing up. I really thought they would win the series, and then if they were to lose, I sure as hell didn't think they were going to get swept. Yeah. That's that been was pretty surprising. shocking. That was very surprising. Um, Seeing Drew Holiday do what he did, man. Wow. I mean, he signed he signed a very big contract last offseason. Mavs were interested. Were, yeah, and people were saying, man, I don't know, because there's so many good point guards. Let's right. be real. There's like there's 20 point guards that are just amazing. You right. think, like, he should be an all-star. Well, wait a minute. He's like the 12th best point. He can't be an all-star. So you see, where does Drew Holiday fit in on this? And you see the money that he got, and you think, I don't know if he's – but then he is worth every penny if you and can sweep a, a superstar like Damian Lillard and also McCollum, who's amazing too. Yeah, and, and I think too, you know, people forget he was an all-star in Philly yeah. before he got traded for Nerland's Noel, I believe. Yeah, on draft night. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and he's had some injury problems and then some 
his wife had some problems, you know, when, uh, and all that's been worked out now from my understanding of mm. all that uh, when they when they had their child. Yeah, there was a really, a really good article about that, too, yeah, actually. Kind of what he learned from going through that entire thing. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, the, the reason the Mavericks had interest in him was, and you're seeing it here, uh, he can play off the ball really well. But, you know, Gentry, their coach, Alvin Gentry, this is probably a little bit hyperbole, but he said since Kawhi Leonard's not in the playoffs, Drew Holiday's probably the best two-way player in basketball. Oh, wow. That's probably a little extreme, but if you go past the hyperbole, he's a great two-way player, and I think that's why the Mavericks had interest in him even after they drafted Dennis was because we've seen him play off the ball quite a bit. So good on Drew Holiday, great guy. That's a really great story in New Orleans. That is the first playoff success that Anthony Davis has experienced, yep. and he's a guy who's generally regarded when healthy as a top-five player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he um, was a beast. Drew was a beast. They have a guy on that team that supposedly plays well in the playoffs who has I been I forgot doing his name. Okay. I'd yeah, never heard of that guy. He's been doing all right, too. So, yeah, so yeah good, for, uh, good for the Pels. Are you enjoying the Philly-Miami series? It is, uh, it is a throwback kind of uh, schoolyard uh, fight, isn't it? Psh- yeah, it's like Nick's heat. Yeah, they're getting uh, into it. Yeah, so I gotta say, man, I had some some scary flashbacks uh, whenever Dwayne Wade turned back the clock and was that game two. Yes. Okay. So and the final. So I actually thought Miami was going to win this series, and my my logic on it was this: number one, usually in the playoffs, a, a team with the type of staff that Miami has, battle tested, smart. They take a lot of the transition stuff away from you, and then which was fueling Philly's stretch, and then they were getting these wide-open three-point shots and knocking them down. And you saw in game one, they were, I think, 15 of 29 from three. It was an outrageous number. And I thought, they're not going to do that every game. And then what happens when a guy like Dwayne Wade – so if you've watched playoffs the last several seasons, you've seen Dwayne Wade turn it on in the playoffs. Yep. And that game two, they had pretty much put the game away, and then – Philly came roaring back, and then Dwayne Wade took over in the final three minutes of the game and said, I'll take this, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that that would play out. Then Philly got the boost from Embiid, big wins in Miami, and now they're in a position to win the series. So yeah, I, think, I think that's really impressive for kids because they got a bunch of kids. I know Redick and Bellinelli and those guys help, but the core of their team is Simmons and Saric and Embiid. Mm-hmm. And for those guys to have playoff success at this age is uh, very, very impressive. Yeah, and to be able to win a game like they did in game four where they, they had like 25 turnovers midway yeah. through the third quarter. And you're right. thinking there's no way. You can't give up that many possessions, especially right. whenever you're like an up-and-down team. The way they like to play is just end-to-end zany. Mm-hmm. If you're turning it over that many times, you're most of the times on the road, you're going to get run out of the gym. Absolutely. And so for them to be able to do it is big. But I think that kind of shows – Two things. One, get you a tall guy that can handle the ball. Mm-hmm. That is that is going to be uh, playmaking big. Yeah, very beneficial. So whether that's Embiid or Simmons or both, heck, if you can have two, why not? Uh, and then number two, man, Wade can create his own shot, and Miami runs a really awesome offense. Yeah, love watching them play. But when push comes to shove, when it comes down to it, the last two minutes of a game, I know we hero ball. Everyone's kind of rolls their eyes at it, but like sometimes you have to. Just give it to a guy, get out of his way, and let Absolutely. him do it. And it's in in late games and close games. How many guys do you have on the floor that can create their own shot? And if the answer is like less than three, mm-hmm. then or less than two, maybe uh, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, you know, you're going to be in trouble in the playoffs. Absolutely. And and the other thing too is you know Simmons is such a horrific shooter. 
You know, I thought that there would be moments where his effectiveness would be limited because of that and because they can gear up for you, but it's damn near triple-double every game for yeah. him. Just when, and he just – the way that he brings the ball off the floor is awesome. And Miami in game two, they picked him up full court mm-hmm. which for the first time, which is cool. But if you give him a head of steam, he just, like, sprints down the floor off right. a made basket and just immediately gets in the post like six seconds in the possession. So if he's just trotting it up the floor, you can get into position and, like – you're not going to be freaked out. Yeah, and the other thing, too, about it is people say, you know, if you have a guy that can't shoot, you back off of him. Mm. Well, one of the things that happens when you back off of a guy, if he can handle the ball the way Simmons can and you have a bigger guy that can't get low to the ground, he's just picking up ahead of steam. And because he can change directions, like there was a play in game, I think it was game two, where he was 10 feet from the bucket with a live dribble and Kelly Olenek was on him. And Kelly Olenek has given him space, like, yeah, shoot that 10-footer. And he still got all the way to the rim. He went right and then crossed him up and went left and dunked. And Olenek's giving him space, but because he's giving him space, he's giving him space to create momentum. Yep. He's a very difficult cover, obviously. Yep. And he's got the inside-out dribble. He's got a little bit of a Euro step. He can finish with both hands mm-hmm. really well. He's really good, man. He's good. Yeah. He had number one pick for a reason. Yeah, he is very good. So if you have a number one pick, you're probably going to get – a player who's pretty good. Can so you imagine if they had drafted Tatum? Things would be different. Oh my God! Things would be different. How? But how many six foot eight players can you have? I guess. I think in the new NBA, you can have as many as you, you want to have. Fifteen of them. As long as there's one guy at the very end that can get every rebound and defend, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if the other guys are six eight, six nine. Uh, did you? Um, did you watch the end of the Milwaukee Boston game four? Uh, this was from yesterday. Oh my God! I did not. Brown and Tatum. Are, I mean, they are missing Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, who are their two best players Which going into Which is crazy to think about, by the way. Yes. Two superstars, basically. And, and, and the reason I'm thinking about this is because you said how many 6'8 guys can you have? Yeah. So there are people hitting me up on Twitter going, okay, so which one of these guys do they trade? Because Hayward's coming back. I'm like, well, if it's me, I'm playing all three of those guys together, yep. two through four. And I'm switching every pick and roll, and I'm saying, man, you try to guard me. Mm. Dude, I had no idea Jalen Brown was going to be this good. Yep. He is. This quick, too. is very, oh, very polished. Very polished. And, I, and, and when he was drafted, he was the third pick in the draft, and some draft experts are like, oh, this is a reach on him. But one thing about him is he's like a brilliant kid. I don't know if you've ever heard him talk yep. or read stuff. He, like, very he's thoughtful a, guy. Very thoughtful guy. And, uh, and he's incredibly confident. And he's – I mean, he's skinnier, but he's sort of Kawhi Leonard-ish uh, in the way that he plays. Now, Kawhi is obviously this giant mitt. Sculpted. Yeah, and Jalen's not that. But just in terms of the way that he plays that wing position, he reminds me of Kawhi a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I just think, you know, the, the point of the, the modern NBA is, yeah, have all five guys be 6'8". I, mm. I can do that. You know, you you will switch everything, and if all the guys can shoot and pass, this is what Don Nelson envisioned. This Just is like, like we're talking about guys inventing the internet. Man, Don Nelson was doing this like in 1985. Yeah, he's like, hey, Paul Pressey, you're going to bring the ball up the floor yeah. back in uh, take it back to the 80s. Yeah. So uh, or Marcus Johnson or whatever. That's you know the idea of quote unquote positionless basketball. You know, people get caught up in small ball. It's not small ball, it's skill ball. Yep. The idea is it doesn't matter how big or small a guy is, does he have skills to shoot, pass, and dribble? If all five guys can shoot, pass, and dribble, you can do anything offensively. Anything's possible, man. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. Yeah. Uh, another thing, too, I guess, 
if you can have a seven footer that can do all that stuff too, then you you play that guy. Absolutely. So you have four six foot eight guys and a seven footer for sure. You switch one through four. You have your giant in the back who can yep. trot up the floor, step into a three. That's modern you know, NBA. Yeah, that is. It's beautiful to watch. Yep. I gotta say. Uh, okay, that's enough about playoffs. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll be back to those next year, Skin. If things yeah, if things Let's go right Let's talk Mavs, Mavs playoff basketball one year from yeah, today. One year from today. In the meantime, mm-hmm. uh, there is some video game stuff to talk about. Okay. So we can simulate reality now. Video games, how it works is like you pl- you turn on a machine and you can play a game and you can have fun yes. doing it. So. Uh, You've played video games, right? I did. Uh, I played Donkey Kong when I was a kid. Is okay. that what we're talking about? Do I, the Mavs have a Donkey Kong team? Yeah, kind of. It's like it's a little more realistic oh, now. Oh, it's Dig Dug. No, no, oh. no. So it's like a th- you can play in three dimensions now. Okay. So it's crazy. Uh, but, That's called uh, real life, I think. No, well, yeah, it's like simulated reality. Okay. Yeah. So uh, uh, 2K, NBA mm-hmm. 2K, you hear the kids talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure absolutely. that uh, your son probably plays My son it Desmond, is, uh, he was a big Overwatch guy, but he finally succumbed to Fortnite. So oh, he spent okay. all his weekend Fortniteing it up. Okay, does he play 2K at all? Or? Uh, no, he, he, he all he plays are like the, the shooters. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to go build a thing and kill zombies it's okay. what you know it's that yeah, yeah, he's yeah. in that world okay okay yeah. well maybe watching the Mavs 2k team oh will get him in Whoa. to NBA 2k yeah so uh, as you guys know there was the 2k league draft Mavs got that boy dimes the number one overall pick that was my guy I had him projected number one <laughs> in my Wait, mock, he is in my mock video game he draft. was considered like head and shoulders number one and in a in a game as competitive as that it's pretty impressive that one guy is that much better than everybody else he's like so LeBron Simmons he he is and he plays point guard too he yeah. just that's his name is that boy dimes he just gets a lot of dimes so uh so yeah so uh, he will be on a media tour actually this week, so you oh, can catch cool. him on uh, yeah with the, on the Conan the Team Coco stream. You can Whoa. Catch him on ESPN. That's big. That will be uh, later this week, so definitely stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, skin next week, uh-huh. they will be going to New York for a tournament. Okay. Season tip off tournament. Yes. With all the other teams, there's 17 2K teams. Mavs are rolling up there, or flying up there. I guess those, they're not going to drive. And those dudes are making that G League money, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, they're getting paid very handsomely. This is like this is legit, man. So uh, our old office over in Deep Elm, they've I, turned I, into the 2K headquarters. Okay, that's what I was about it to ask sick. you. It is sick. Now, uh, is awesome. it, this a place where the public can go, or that's coming, or? Uh, so the plan is. I don't know is, why I'm doing this with my hands. I don't uh, know what that means. Well, yeah, uh, the the plan is for people to be able to go there and like be able to. Play not against right. the players, but right. the, you know they'll have projectors set up where you could play the game yourself and kind of you know check it out. Uh, it's still they're still putting the finishing touches on it right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, the team is is shacked up in their headquarters in their in their home base. That's where they're practicing right now. But cool. Soon, within the next week or so, uh, their actual offices will be ready to rock and roll uh, right in time for them to go to New York for that tournament. So the public will be able to go at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, go Mavs gaming. Tour, go play. Yeah, yeah. So go Mavs gaming. Go win that tournament. They will also be flying to New York weekly after that to play games, too. So uh, we will have all of that information with you on Mavs.com. And, Skin, from what I understand, you got the uh, you got the 411 on that even. You know more about that than okay, me. Okay, yeah. So the day that the, the draft was going down, you first started seeing Adrian Wojnarowski treating, uh, tweeting. And then Which she- was hilarious. I was like, wait, is this a, is it April 1st? What's going on? And yeah. then Cuban jumped in and – it was wildly entertaining, and I don't know much about this world. And then Isaac Harris has been doing some stuff for uh, Mavs.com, mm-hmm. and he had a big article about it. And I've you know, seen Isaac around the AAC many times. So I was like, hey, will you come on and educate me and Ben on this? And so we got into the whole deal, and 
he was really blowing my mind because he's done the research on it and he really knew it. And he was one that was telling us about the spot down in Deep Ellum and yep. what the salaries were like and, and, and all this sort of stuff. So if you haven't seen it, uh, Isaac did have a piece up at DallasMavs.com. Maps.com, yep. you can check out, um, which will get you educated on all this. But I, I, we're going to have him on again as the thing develops. because And then what happens in, in uh, on the media business, the sports media business, is you have these publicists hit you up all the time and go, hey – I got this guy that wrote a book about Bear Bryant's uh, brother. Do you want to have him on? I'm like, no, I'm good. Thank you, though. But uh, I started getting a lot of gaming stuff in the last several months because of the surge in popularity and obviously the NBA affiliation and all that. So I am very interested in that, and that's why we had Isaac on. We'll continue to have other people on the show because I know it's a big deal. Our listeners let me know that it's a big deal, and uh, I need to get more educated on this. Yep. Yeah, it's, for sure. Uh, it's, a, it's a whole new world, baby. And you did mention the salaries. They'll be making about 35 k which is basically about what uh, G League players will be making now. They bumped right. up those salaries by about 25%, which is good, man. It's about time. Which those means that it's it. generating money. It is. It's generating money. Well, and ESPN, as part of their uh, broadcast deal with uh, the NBA, has mm. kind of helped boost that, too. So it's becoming more of a true minor league. Um, two-way salaries. If you max out on days with the team, you get 45 days. That will earn you about 300 grand. So, wow, that is giving players wow. incentive to stay here. We yeah. want players to stay here, not play overseas. Keep developing within NBA franchises or their G League franchises, and and kind of uh, to boost their games. So, um, skin, Bobby. I think that the time has come for us to shut up. Oh, like a silent cast. Well, not sign. Well, okay, maybe maybe share the spotlight. Oh, what do you think okay. about that? I can do that. Yeah. So, uh, you guys hear enough about us all the time. We're always talking uh, into the microphone on camera. Well, rarely on camera, actually, but we are often talking into the microphone. And uh, I feel like we should share some of the uh, the excitement. Share okay. some of this. Yeah. So, uh, we thought, who's interesting? Who's got some cool stories to tell? Mm-hmm. And uh, who would be good on numbers on the boards? And Who'd we thought, you come up with? Well, we came up with Lizelle Laron. Hey! Uh, Hi, Lizelle. <laughs> we made her bring her own chair. I was going to say, do we not set. have like a key grip <laughs> or something that grabs this thing and does it for Lizelle? We really kind of let Lizelle down, didn't we? How's, uh, how's the audio doing? How's the audio doing? This is live coverage of Lizelle's mic. Great podcast Live. on the internet. And we're on. We and got the thumbs up. And we're ready to rock. Hello. So, Lizelle, your official title with the Mavs is? Social media coordinator. Which means if you follow the Mavs on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yes. All of the above. Any, any more that we're missing? I mean, we did do Google Plus at one point in time. And we do have a Pinterest Good that Pinterest. we will be using and utilizing from our Mavs hanger. All right. Okay. So follow all of them. Yeah. So if you do, follow all. This is the the uh, this is the Hello. the puppeteer that's pulling all the strings, <laughs> making all the magic, making it all happen. Yes. So uh, thanks for joining us today. Thanks Lizelle. for having me. I feel so honored. Yeah. Uh, is this your first? How many? Well, okay. How experienced are you with podcasts? Zero experience. All right. Zero. This is my first ever podcast awesome. i was gonna voyage. try and do a podcast with my roommate but we never got around to practicing for it oh, so your roommate is katya who's friend of the show What's friend up? of the mavs absolutely <laughs> shout Kyle. out shout out shout out yeah to keep it all in the mav family uh your roommate katya's yes. dad victor does the spanish language broadcast for yes. the Dallas Mavs. All the connections. Victor. it's like a giant web yes. and like she the, does the, great uh, stuff for fox sports yes, southwest absolutely. and yes. also works for uh mavs and house yes. productions yes. uh very talented yes. yeah so lizelle you have now been with the mavs i believe you just wrapped up your fifth season 
season, right? Fifth season just finished. Yeah. 13 14 was my first season. Mm. So That was a great year. It was a great year. Vince Carter shot yeah. in the finals, or not finals, in the playoffs against the Spurs. So yeah. that was fun. Yeah, and the Monte year and all that stuff. Those are, yes. those are the glory days. You can, and you yes. came here from Louisville. Yes, this was my first job out of college. So And so uh, I always just sort of assume that people that would go, and you grew up here in the Metroplex. I grew up here in Dallas, Texas. And so I assume that if you grew up in the Metroplex and you went to Louisville, you've got to be a basketball fan, right? I am a huge basketball fan, but the reason I went to Louisville was for dance. I competitively danced my whole life, so I went to Blaine college home of Birdman yes that's and right. then I went to University of Louisville which we won the national championship when I was there uh, and the not, Sugar Bowl. not anymore oh not <laughs> anymore it's a little bit of a sensitive subject for me because I'm a big Michigan fan oh. so that game you know like you guys spoiled Spike Albrecht's big moment yes and just was we remember Spike sad. and we remember the Kevin Ware game yeah I oh, was man. there at it I was there I didn't see it but was I was here? there was that that it was, was in a uh, Indian Indiana. Oh, it? Indianapolis. Oh, I thought that was here. I thought no. that was in Dallas. Okay. It was in Indianapolis because we drove up because we had to dance at it right after it. So it was fun. But Scary. Oh, yeah. that sucks. Yeah. So like we didn't know. We had no idea what happened. And we were just like, all right, it's y'all's time out. Go. And we were like, okay. What was the mood like, like out there? People, I remember looking up in the crowd and people just look like absolutely shocked like they people were, were turning around were. like well it was before right yeah, after yeah. it happened people were like just turning around like grimacing like it was just they witnessed something terrible and like i looked on the court and everybody was just like down like they had just fallen i was like what happened mm. like we had no idea we had heard but we didn't have our phones so we didn't know anything that was going on so we went out there danced and then got back to our phones and found out everything oh dear and it was and at that point that. there's pictures all over the internet yeah fake pictures we were all freaking out. We saw all these nasty, like, gory pictures, and we were like, that's not what happened. People just Googled stuff and right. tweeted them at us. And we were like, oh, my God. That's yeah. really great insight, though, as to, Believing like, how much everything. chaos is going on in a oh, game. Yeah. And Because, uh, you know, people say, hey, last night the game, did you see this? I'm like, no, I did yeah. not, because yeah. there's a million things going on. People always ask me about what Sean Heath says. Oh, on yeah. the PA, I've got headphones on. The, I never know what Sean mm -hmm. says at the game. Yeah. Yeah. Never, mm -hmm. because yeah. there's just so much going on. And that's, right. you know, think about, like, what the Mavs dancers. They have their own mm -hmm. little pocket of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Fun Slinger, all this different stuff is yeah. going on. The Maniacs, there's all this just different. And, and with the Mavericks, there's always just to the nth degree. There's so always there's, something zany going on. There's always yes. something zany going on in a million different directions, which yeah. is why it's – Always fun to come to a game, regardless of what the team's record is. The team always yeah. plays hard, and they're a fun team to watch. But Mark always makes sure there's a million things for people to dig on. Yeah. yeah. So, so what fun. is a what is like a game day like for you? We know where Skin is. Skin is on on the sideline. You know, cracking jokes on yes. Mike. What's up? I'm sitting way up in the press box, boring people to tears <laughs> with my with my analysis. So yeah. what are you doing? So during game, game day, usually I wake up and post the game day tune in to let people know what time, what time the pregame is going to be on at Fox or what time to tune in on the radio. Just kind of an overall, here's who we're playing. That usually goes out around 8.30 a.m. with a ticket link. So people that didn't buy tickets, you can buy tickets through a tune in. Because that I'll is a big thing on yes, social. A big thing on social. Get some tickets, last minute impulse buy. So I'll post a tune in and then go usually to shoot around if there is a shoot around that morning we'll hop on over to the practice court or you know whichever where they're having shoot around it usually changes do that have coach you know he talks and kind of cover that if anything's said we'll make sure to push it out on social so shoot around then usually lunch is right around that after lunch I'm in the office kind of finalizing things getting things ready if there's any last minute sponsors that hook on to an end of quarter halftime or need a post that needs to go out I'll be there to capture all that I'll run home change let my dog out mm. 
and then be back at <laughs> the arena. Spend quality time with Chester. Yes, That's Chester, important. Chester, my dog. And then uh, I'll go back to the arena, usually by 4.30 or 5, because that's when the players usually walk in. And if it's a bobblehead night, I'll oh. have the bobblehead, and I'll usually shake it and do all of the posts. Like this year, we had 10 bobblehead Dirk nights. So I had every single bobblehead on those nights and was just shaking them. I usually, like, turning them around, like, he's this actual, like, puppet or doll and like let it watch the opposing team come in and usually That's just kind of have yeah. Dirk reacting to it towards the end Dirk was just like another one <laughs> there's <laughs> another one of me the guys like giving their input Wes usually likes commenting on his teeth mm. he's just like mm, teeth not on okay. or people are like mm, hair's not on this time around mm. so usually if there's a bobble night I'll have bobblehead night I'll have it with me all of pregame, we're getting clips and shots of guys warming up or guys coming off the court, meeting up with guys that they know from other teams, which is always really cool, or, you know, even greeting guys that were on our team before. And like they usually Dirk come and Vince in. play, for example. Yeah, exactly. Dirk, Vince, you know, all the other guys that come in that we like seeing. And uh, usually right around tip-off, we're out on the court. But before that, we actually go to the player prayer tunnel. It's the last spot the guys kind of huddle up before they take the court, and mm -hmm. we usually get a couple shots of that. The maniacs have these little sayings and things that they say for the guys when they run through. The guys will huddle up, kick the trash can a couple times. Usually happens. It's really weird. They kick the trash can, and they run out, take the court. Is it like court. a ritual? Are yes, it's a ritual. They kick the trash can as hard as they can. It's usually Dwight or Harrison. Huh. They kick it, and it's so loud because it hits the what wall. What is this made out of? It's like aluminum i think it's like a hard like metal trash can so they're just oh, wow they're giving it to this trash yes can. they <laughs> kick it a bunch of times and usually there's like people that are in the tunnel with us and they're just like taken back and we're like sorry yeah, people it happens yeah the waterburger high fives are high five line is around the corner and then they huddle up they give high fives get some hand sanitizer from touching everybody's hands and then they take the court and I'm getting all that, following them out, watching the camera crews, making sure I don't step on their cords or get caught up in their cords. And then I'm usually under the basket, which is where I usually see you. We you come high out, five or yes, high five, dap, something uh, like that. Do you kick a trash can too, or I don't. They no. uh, <laughs> because the one time I did, I hurt my big toe. It oh. was real, yeah, it was real sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I got it's got lots of dents in it. Yeah. So you spend a lot of time around the team then. Yes. Yeah. It so is you're a like lot of very time. deeply embedded. Yeah. So how Practices, long, or did it, did it even take long? Was it kind of right away? How long did it take to like maybe get them to recognize you, trust you? Like it takes a little bit. I would say that. Right off the bat, you know, I introduce myself, I say hi, tell them what I do. And it usually takes three or four more times after that of me introducing them and just being exposed to me and seeing me at practice or, you know, on the road. I got to travel this season and last season. It was a lot of fun. So it takes a little bit just so that they can get used to me. I mean, they meet a ton of people every day. So it's just like I'm here to stay. This is somebody you'll see all the time on the road at practice, at your appearances. I'm usually at appearances greeting them so they know they see a familiar face or something like that around the team a lot. It's, it's interesting, too, because, you know, someone like Dirk came into the league before social media existed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even a guy like J.J. is on the upper spectrum. Yep. Like it sort of came after him a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. and had to get with the times. But now, like, if you look at our, you know, even our two-way guys, right, yeah. like a, a Motley or somebody, or the guys that come Collins up from the Ford. legends, yeah. they're all very dialed into mm -hmm. social media world. Yeah. So they probably – well done, Bobby. They probably <laughs> immediately 
latch on to, okay, I know what Lizelle does, yeah. and uh, this is probably good for yeah. my social media world and all yeah. those sorts of It's been of very interesting when the guys have gotten younger and they've already got this social media presence. Usually, like, right. the guys that we've signed, they kind of have a social media, they use it every now and then, or somebody that they know kind of runs it for them, but the younger guys have, like, completely taken over. They're using it for their own personal, like, right. you know, things they want to go after. Collinsworth is a really good example. He has a book or, like, a workout lifestyle. He's got a couple e-books, I think. Yeah, yeah, e-books, and he just posts those all the time on his social it's so impressive like seeing him do that and there's i know charlie villanueva when we had him he was running like a blog so yeah. it's just like charlie had a team he had like yes. his brothers yes. and that the dude good old brothers. That rolled with him everywhere yes. and yes. so he was very dialed in but yeah. he also he had, had a cause yeah. exactly as uh, alopecia, alopecia cause right. so it was very interesting to see how it's changed even from my first year to now it's like guys kind of get it and they're like oh yeah, yeah yeah you do this or oh can you help me with this or you know kind of stuff like that whereas before we're like all right make sure you use it or mm-hmm. Make sure you tweet, or let's make sure to do this and this. Yeah. So. Right. And you and I are pretty much the same age. So, like, yes. in the five years, because my first year being around the team also was that same 2013, mm-hmm. 14 years. So, like, whenever we were then, we were, like, 22, 23 mm-hmm. years old, Babies. you know, real young and green, and, like, by far the youngest person in the room. Yeah. And now, you know, they've kind of turned over the roster. They're starting yeah. to develop these young guys. We're, like, we're With some Dennis. of the oldest people in there. I know. It's, it's so weird, like, being older than, like, Dennis and Harrison even. I feel like Harrison is so much, like, older for his age, and then I look at his, like, bio, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm still older than Harrison. It's so weird. But he's someone that really understands the impact of social media, too, so I applaud Harrison and all his efforts and how he tweets and hmm. posts. Doesn't Harrison seem way older than he is? Yes. He is. He's only 25, right? He's 25. Yeah. That guy's like 35. And he, yeah. I think he's lying. I think he's lying. <laughs> I think he's lying. His yeah, birth certificate it, is wrong. And it's 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 crazy too. We had uh we had JJ on the show the other day and he, mm-hmm. and JJ was talking about that. It's like, oh man, yeah. Harrison's like, he said, you know, you put his picture up and it's it should just say professional by it. Because yeah. that's what he is. Everything about him is yeah. professional. Yeah. yeah, even when he first came to Dallas and meeting with the mayor and, like, kind of during that really tough time we went through as a city, and he just stepped in and was just, like, ready to take on any responsibility he needed to in the cult, like in the community and the culture. And he really loves volunteering at Boys and Girls Clubs, and mm-hmm. we do a lot with the Mavs Foundation and him. So it's always really cool seeing yeah, him. Yeah, the Black Panther yeah. screening. And the Black Panther Yeah, we were screening. at that. That was awesome, man. Yeah. And, and he does it like he doesn't care if camera's around or not. No. You know, I he guess your camera genuine, was around. Yes. But otherwise, My it was. Camera. It and was Mark like, got to come. He was there for that Black Panther screening. Yeah. So it was really cool seeing yeah, it was all cool. them. Um, so you said you got to travel. Yes. So what is the difference being kind of like – I mean, you're, like, in the room with them before they go on the, f- the floor. You're, yeah. like, the closest to the team that we got in this in this building, basically. So what is the difference between covering them at home whenever they mm-hmm. got 20,000 fans that all love them and, yeah. you know, everyone is all happy to be home versus on the road where it's almost like you're in – you're, like, behind enemy lines almost. Yeah. You know? well, is, is there a difference at all? Yeah, what's fun on the road is there's always usually a good Mavs following and a good Dirk following. So mm-hmm. Dirk has to warm up, like, on the court at a way – like facilities and arenas whereas at home he's downstairs on the practice court he doesn't ever get to go outside nobody gets to see him so it's fun seeing all the people on the road that like get their stuff signed by Dirk Dirk will really like make an effort to try and sign everybody's things before heading out so I usually try and get like a minute long video of that people are screaming at him in German and English there's just fans that come from everywhere to see Dirk play at these other arenas which is really cool so that's something that's been really cool usually when I get to the away arenas I kind of go to Mia Dining E and then I hit the court and get whoever's warming up get clips of them everything seems a little more like laid back as far as on the road just because we all know we're away from home we don't have like family so we're all kind of our own family with each other and it's really cool seeing 
how much more content I can get like on the road or how it's just different like at home there's always a set schedule I know the players will be in the tunnel at this time so I can get them kicking the trash can and leaving (laughs) versus like okay I have to find where they're gonna make their little tunnel before they run out and then kind of stand there usually security is always like "Uh, what are you doing here I'm just like (laughs) I'm with the team hi like just so like bubbly so they're not just like you need to leave like they're always so nice and I'm like I'm with social media I'm just here making sure to get the guys before they run out and they're usually just like okay like Sounds good. How can they tell you to get lost? I know, right? So there's some arenas where I have to make sure to have we instilled these vests this last season, oh, they so are people, charming. yes, people knew that they were with the team, they could have access to the court. You have to wear so. them on the road too. Yes, I got away because I usually always wear Mav gear like on the road, so it's like really weird for me to put on this opposing team logo vest over my shirt or like my blouse that I have that has a Mavs logo. So I usually put it on my arm, so that when I have my phone up, they can see it on my arm. And only one time did a team like give me a hard time. It was I can't remember what arena it was. was they were the like, Spurs, you need to wear it. it. Uh, I don't think Rockets. I went to San Antonio this year. I can't remember. Just which blame one. it on the rivals. Okay, Always. we'll blame it on yeah, one of them. Blame it on the rivals. Do do we yeah. have? Does at Dallas Mavs have any rivals? Like, well, do we have any any longstanding beefs? Well, I would say a couple years ago when all the whole DeAndre Jordan stuff happened and they were tweeting all those emojis Mm -hmm. and then we ended up beating the Clippers like that next season. Mm -hmm. We were all in the back at media dining. We were like, oh, my God, so pumped up for this win. And we just tweeted like safe travels home with all the same emojis that they use. The rocket ship (laughs) and the paddle. Yeah. And it was the banana. It was just like one of those things where. We're feeling good, and we just did it. And we didn't think, like, oh, how is this going to go viral or anything like that. It was just one of those things that we just threw out there, and it ended up really catching wind, and it was a lot of fun. But, I mean, as of right now, I think there's just a lot of team social media that I've grown to, like, learn who runs the account. So it's kind of like, oh, they're my counterpart there, there, there. And, you know, it's fun, like, seeing them on the road when I usually travel. Or if they come to the American Airlines Center, I'll always try and reach out and be like, hey, when are you going to be here? Let's try and grab lunch, stuff like that. So... I mean, there's just kind of instances that come up that are fun. You can't force it at all. Like, that's something that, you know, you kind of have to learn is that it just happens naturally with whatever the case is or, you know, however. Has there, has there been stuff that you've wanted to do and then you pulled back? Because I, I, there's been some very famous, yeah, like obviously us in Houston had a thing. Yes. And that didn't end up well for no. some people. Yeah. Um, so have there been things that you've been like, oh, this is great. And you're going, you know what? I don't think I'm going to hit send on this. Bad yeah. Day. I mean, there have definitely been those times, but I would say it's more like growing thicker skin. I would say like my first couple seasons, I felt like people knew exactly like who was running the Dallas Mavs. Like they could see into my life and they knew it was me. <laughs> and I was just like so offended. Like, oh my God. <laughs> They're going like, to come find you. I know. Like some. that's that girl. But it's so funny that even now, like you just grow thick skin. If somebody tweets something, half the times I probably – see it but like don't even read it all the way or I just don't get offended anymore because it's one of those things that you just kind of learn to grow off of and it's amazing how that happens yeah um you know and I I, like for I have kids are 12 and 10 yeah and I don't really want them going on the internet reading stuff Mm -hmm. about me because people can be just incredibly hateful yes you know and it's like it doesn't you know it it affects you Mm -hmm. but you like you said you you get thick skin and so if you see enough of it it just you're just callous to it yeah but I like know my sweet little 10-year-old son, he's like, how could anybody say this about my dad? You know, it's like, well, there's a lot of people that aren't happy. Yeah. You know, and they, that's exactly. their medium to go express their yep. unhappiness, yep. and they really don't think about yeah. the repercussions of what they're doing. Exactly. I think it's pretty impressive that it didn't take you a whole lot of time to sort of yeah. build those calluses up, because yeah. it's not really... I mean, we're all responsible for our actions, mm-hmm. but it's not really a representation of you. It's a representation of them. Exactly. And how they feel about the world. Yeah. Otherwise, 
people don't do that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, or else you're just going to be too bogged down, like, thinking people are just talking about, like, you, and they actually know you when they don't. I they mean, don't. that's the thing that happened, like, what that helped with me was, like, I would tell friends about it, and they're like, oh, okay, like, they just didn't even know they're not in this, like, Metroplex, like, a lot of my friends are from out of town, so when I would tell them these things, they're like, that sucks, that's terrible, but they wouldn't, like, they weren't there when it happened, or it just kind of, like, took a step back for me to realize like all right it's not the end of the world yeah. like I feel like it's the end of the world or you know I've grown to think it was just like so hateful because I'm here all the time and I see it but then I talk to my friends and they're like all right so this is going on in my life and I'm like you know what that's what I want to hear that's yeah. what I want to talk about well, on the on the flip side too you get to see like people send pictures to the Mavs account of their kids wearing Mavs gear yeah, and like newborn so babies fun. and like yeah. so you get to see you have to listen to all these people complaining like they won a game their lottery odds are gonna go down <laughs> yeah but then you get like you know my wife and I have been season ticket orders for yes. 30 years. We love the Mavs. So yeah. like it's, you, it's you, so you, fun you see both those. ends of the spectrum. Yeah, even in appearances and, like, things like that. They're like, oh, I've been a season ticket holder. I just love Dirk. Like, yesterday we had Festival de los Mavs. And it was so much fun. Dirk was there signing for an hour and getting to hear everybody just, like, tell him, like, oh, you're the greatest, Dirk. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you for one more year. I was just like, oh, this is, like, what it's about, like being part of this organization and seeing that and seeing that even with Dennis people are like is Dennis gonna be here oh so-and-so is gonna be here like kind of directing people oh Wes is gonna be over here at three JJ's gonna be over there at two and people are just so excited to like come out and see the players even you know after all these years like that will still always get me like mm -hmm. at any appearance it's not that will never get old yeah ever. you really get kind of like the up close seat like yeah. you get the pulse of the fans yes. more than really any of us yeah from that so okay fun. uh maybe some higher up people are listening to this right now so uh this Hello. is your chance Lizelle, is what your is chance. your uh what is your favorite thing about this job and what is maybe something that you would uh change or like a challenge you've had to overcome something difficult well, I guess mine's kind of wrapped in the same thing because my favorite thing I would be I would say is like kind of interacting with like the players and the coaches like it's taken time for like coach Carlisle to just even like remember who I am because he's seen me over and over mm. like year after year and I would say this year was pretty cool because on the road when I got to travel we always have like a post-game meal and you know after a game and usually after the loss I would just kind of be kind of to myself like don't say anything don't make eye contact don't make it like awkward or you know anything like that and coach kind of already finished eating he was already up there and he like got another plate of food and just like sat at my table and was like I'm gonna have dinner with you Lizelle and I was like okay hi coach <laughs> like this was like one of the things like all right coach is happy like coach is in a good mood I'm gonna talk to him and we just kind of chatted about his daughter Abby and just you know things about his phone he'll always ask me questions and stuff like that or how to do things so that's something that I he's never particularly yes, fascinated very, anytime you're taking video of anything he's yes. like what is, what is that how does that work he's yeah or like, yeah, yeah I'll usually like put a phone up and he's kind of like are you is that for Twitter like kind of do like a weird like pose or something <laughs> and I'm just like yeah coach woohoo like so that's kind of been a challenge and like a reward at the same time is like seeing that kind of fruition or that progress is just like something over time, I never would have, like, came into the job thinking, like, it's something that I really have to be conscious of and kind of be aware. And I think that's one thing anybody that wants to get in social media needs to make sure they're aware of and know is that you ha there is a right, right time and a right place for things. Like, hmm. don't abuse anything or you kind of just have to work at the relationships. You have to work at the progress you have to make in order for them to gain trust in you and, like, that you won't post anything without, like, their knowledge or, like, that puts them in a bad light. That's always, like, kind of on my mind is how – to make sure that you know everybody's in a good light organization the players everyone or and if there's things that 
aren't worthy to be online, then don't post it at all. Or, you know, it's just kind of like your aunt's always watching. Like, if you don't want your aunt to bring this up at a family function, ah. don't post it. Because okay. my family is very much in the social media. Shout out, mom. And she uh, will see things. And she's like, Liz, what is this? What is this? What does this mean? Like, I'm like, mom, what are you talking about? Or I saw some, someone tweet about Dirk saying this. I'm like, oh, Lord, mom. Like, Liz, are, she'll text me at appearances. Or she's like, are you at that appearance? I'm like, yes, mom. That's why you saw the video. Like, I work here, mother. Yeah, that, that video is from me. Okay. And then that, that's it. I'm like, all right, mom. So, I mean, just all back together to your question, I would say kind of getting on the basketball side of things and, like, learning how to garner those relationships and – going from there you're the brand yeah you were the brand (laughs) the brand you have anything else for you You have anything else that you want to say are we good um it's yeah yeah it's your platform i mean this is your first time to be looking into that camera right you're always on the other end of that yes i am on the other end so you can spit off a hot take (laughs) everyone (laughs) 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 in the ground follow chester my dog on instagram twitter he's a good dog really he's a great dog he's like a he's like a 14 out of 10 what is he what's the account chester oh Let's chat with Chester. No, chill. It's let's chill with Chester. Let's okay. chill with Chester. Chester. Yes. I'm Lizelle is big, right uh, big on the alliteration. You can yes. find her at let's, let's tell, tell Lizelle. Me, rainbows, we. And also at Dallas Mavs. At Dallas Mavs right. on everything like we talked about when we opened up. Except for Snapchat, which is just Mavs, It's right? just Mavs on Snapchat. Not yes. just Mavs. It's, it's M-A-V-S. Yeah. Not J-U-S-T-M-A-V-S. That just would be pretty M-A-V-S. funny, though, if it just was Mavs. just Mavs. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and give Chester a follow. Thanks Uh, for listening, y'all. Yeah, Lizelle, thanks for joining us. Shout out, Chester. Thanks. Okay. Now, does she have to carry the chair off? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't plan. I don't know if we planned this part out. No, 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 you are not. Okay, fine. As you can see, she wants to handle stuff. She doesn't need people handling her chair and stuff. Is this mic still on? Bye, Lizelle. Bye, Lizelle. See you later. Wow, she disappeared already. Yeah, she's vanished. Where Where did she go? Skin, man, I got to say, that was fun. It was probably a nice break for the listeners, too, to not just have to listen to our voices, just pelting them with audio. I think so, too. And for those that are watching this on video, I mean, obviously, there's going to be people listening. But I'm, I know a lot of our people that, you know, download the podcast and stuff go to Mavs games. And they've probably seen Lizelle down there near the action a lot. And like, now, who is that? What does she do? Now yep. they know. Now they know. Now they I know. like this. I like uh, getting uh, the, the behind-the-scenes Mav folks Yeah, involved. we should do that more often, man. I agree. As a matter of fact, can we do that now? We can? Really? Do you want to do it now? Sure. All right. So how do uh, we do this? Well, we're kind of isolated, so we actually we might have to go mobile here. Um, I'm okay with that. And like walk around. Okay. Okay. Can we can we do this live or do we have to do we have to stop? Oh, we we uh, we can do it live. They we're said doing it live. we're doing it live. All right. So we're gonna basically yeah. So I think what happens is gonna be like a process. Um, so it might black out. You might hear some noises. You might, you know, get some. But stick with us. It might be like I don't know, five seconds or something. And uh, it's good too because my butt kind of hurts. So it'll be nice. Yeah, to walk yeah. We'll, we'll fix so, that uh, for you, Bobby. <laughs> okay. So uh, we're gonna try and change that right now. So let's see if we can do it. Okay. All right. Are we good? We good? Yes. All right. Well, be careful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've got might be an OSHA violation. Okay. Is this on? It, it. We're good. Is it on? Yeah. All right. Well, we this already have much. Yeah. Okay. So, Skin, have you you've been to our office before, right? Yeah. I uh, sometimes I uh, vacation here in the summer. You vacation here? space? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is actually uh, not really the Mavs office. This is more of 
uh, Mark Cuban Company's offices. This is, is this like uh, the Shark Tank realm? Uh, pretty of? much, yeah. This is where the sharks circle around their uh, their prey and whatnot. She's got a giant rabbit on her world. computer. A bunny rabbit. Do you, want to, do you want to see if, uh, if Cubes is here? Yeah. Okay. Do you know him? Like personally? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so it's not going to be weird if we just walk in and be, hey, Bobby's popping well, in again. Know. I don't know. Oh, you know what? I don't think he's here. Is he in there? I don't think so. Let's see. Hello, Mark. No. All right, you look out. I'm going to rifle through his desk. Okay. Okay. See? Wait, 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 wait. No, oh, no. Is he coming? Oh, oh, oh. No, okay. No, <laughs> just kidding. Oh, okay. All right, well, let's just keep uh, walking. That's fine. Yeah, we can just keep walking. It's time for a brand new game on uh, Numbers on the Boards Calls. Let's open a box. Oh, God, we do not want you people to see that. I didn't <laughs> oh know that. Oh, my gosh, what are you there. finding in here? That was shocking. Uh, um, this is a copy machine, or a printer, yeah, or I both, maybe. kind of hope we'd do something more exciting than that. Hey, Bobby, would you read that to me right quick? <laughs> uh, yes, it says, uh, it's, oh, I don't actually think that we're supposed to say it out loud. Okay. It's about you, so. Okay, well. Yeah, so. Uh, okay, how about, let's see if Sent is here. These are some important files. Okay. Let's see. We got really? Sent is coming. She, oh. Is this a bad time? Hey! hey how are you doing, I am fabulous. How are you? Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. You're hanging okay. with my buddy, Ronnie. Ooh, Hi, sorry. Ronnie. Yes. What's up? Good to see you, homie. You haven't been in my office. No, I'd love to come in. Get a tour. Yeah. Let's do it. After you. Oh, this is good right here. Ah. Yes. Ah, here. Oh, we should probably put oh, this yeah, mic in front of you. Okay, so, so what do we have here? We have uh, our values, perfect our crafts. You heard me talk about this before. Character, respect, authenticity, fairness, teamwork, safety, physical and emotional safety. You know, I always say that. So those are our values. World champions. You That's here. right. You know all about that. Oh right? yeah, those all are about that. those are my values. World champs. Okay. Skin was I, there. And I know all about that because you know, of course, my old company is headquartered here, mm -hmm. and it was the summer I was having chemotherapy. Okay. And to make me feel good, they were calling me about what was going on here. Oh, that's nice. I remember that. I have good memories of that. Yes. Okay. And then we are Team Maps. Don't you love that? I do. And the one I think Aria we like a lot is moving forward, right? That's right. Yes, we are putting the past behind us. We're not putting all the past behind us because there's some great stuff happening around here. So that's, Absolutely. That's moving forward with us. But, uh, and we're audacious. We're going to be doing a lot of great stuff. That's the one that jumped out at me, too, is yes. audacious. Yes. Because, you yes. know, it's like there's framework for respect and things, but there's still like a boldness. Oh, well, we're bold. That's what we're about. We're so bold. Right. I mean, there wasn't like a B in there, so you know, we're called <laughs> T-Maps. Right. But we are bold. So That's can you, what audacious is about. Can you tell us about this ball? Oh, I love that basketball. Okay, so March the, was it March the 6th or March the 8th was... Uh, International Women's Day. Mm -hmm. And so all the women got together and had a big event in the office where all the, the men too, everybody had a big event. Then they actually signed, all the women signed the basketball and they put the name of a woman who has influenced them in their lives. So these are the names of all of the Mavs women's influencers, if you will. And on that ball, my name is on the ball. I had only been here like a couple of days or maybe a, couple, a week or so. Mm -hmm. And so they gave me a purple ball. Purple is because International Women's uh, Day, and it was part of National Women's History Month. And so they gave that to me. So that okay, was like so purple. I didn't know there was a purple connotation to yes, national. Yes, women. Yes, okay. purple, purple. And also Prince. Prince. I love Prince. 
go to party like it's 1999. Right. There's, right. there's, a, there's a Carlisle thing right there at the top because Donna and Abby, that's his uh, wife and daughter. Oh, that is precious. Isn't that cool? So apparently somebody inspired. Yeah. They have inspired somebody on our team. That's fantastic. Is that awesome? Yes. So that's the basketball. Yeah, that's awesome. I love and it. And then, of course, uh, you know, those are my honeys over there, and I just got a mess over there. So okay. And I got my cow, you know. No more Golden State Warriors, but I still got my cow Golden Bears. <laughs> no, no worries. Yeah, I can do my college thing. Okay, but we're going to talk about the 100 day plan real quick, right? Okay, that's right. Okay. Oh, do you want to just take the mic? Yeah, just give me the microphone. Oh, that's great. <laughs> just, just give me the microphone. Where that's a dirt move to just grab the mic. Yeah. Just give me the microphone. Yeah. Okay, we're going to hang out over here with Ben and Greg. Okay, they're getting ready for our amazing, amazing basketball camps this summer. Uh, let's get them. Uh huh. And Jacob, the, everybody's getting ready. Okay, Brandon, <laughs> look, they're getting ready. Okay, so here's our 100-day plan, and we talked about this before. You can see what the priorities are, but we are, what, day, I think, 46 or something now, but who's counting? And so we're getting some, we're getting some stuff done. Uh, the model zero tolerance piece, I think we have uh, done a lot there. We had our, uh, we've rewritten our uh, uh, sexual harassment policy and, you know, taking everybody through training and all that good stuff there. And then our Mavs Women's Playbook, we are uh, launching our employee resource group for women. And then you can see all the cultural transformation activities. And we are knee deep into the operational effectiveness stuff now, looking at gender pay equity, which I will say, the women make what they ought to make around. All right. Okay, That's is good. that awesome? Yes. We have a good story to tell them. I mean, we have a lot, we have a lot of good stories to tell. Uh, so we're looking at a market analysis to make sure that everybody is getting paid according to market and all that. I think we have a little bit of work to do, so hint, hint to uh, uh, the owners. Uh, we're going to be coming at them asking for some money. Uh, <laughs> uh, but just good stuff. I think everybody, uh, we have uh, kind of reorganized our marketing organization. And uh, yours truly here. Uh-huh. Leading the Show way yourself, up. Aria. No. Show yourself. Come on. Lead, leading the way on a big piece of it. And so we're just trying to get everybody's input on how do we take this uh, to another level. So, of course, this is kind of our immediate focus until uh, the end of June, which I guess technically is probably a 114-day plan. Uh, and then we're going to start our whole planning process and all that. An extra uh, couple of weeks is good if we get things right. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. But um, the Inclusion Council is probably going to be a big one uh, we'll announce next week, just looking at all the different groups around here and uh, creating an inclusive culture. So it's good. We're making it happen. It's happening. Okay. There we go. That's Excellent. it. We're making there we it go. happen. Awesome. We're perfecting our crafts. That's right. Okay? And, of course, our other hashtag is respect at work, that everybody's respected, everybody gets to work here because this is the place to be where the action is. Yes. Go right. Team Mavs. That's Woo! right. Respect at work. Let's go Mavs. Thanks, Sam. We'll, we'll let you get back to your important stuff. Thank okay. you. Is that okay, John? Get, John oh, get, no, that was great. That was great. Thank you, Sam. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. All right. All right. Thank okay, you man. very much. All right. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'll, take I'll take one, too. All right. <laughs> awesome. Y'all making it You killed it. Appreciate it. Make it happen. Yes, How you doing, sister? I'm good. You did a fabulous job this year. Thank you. Thank you. So watch all in action. There goes Sam. She's going back there. She's a superstar. She is. Good vibes. She's a superstar. All right, where are we going next? Let's go. Do you want us to go see if Danny's over there? Yeah, lead the way. Okay, so we're taking you to. We're taking you to a cave. I'll let you hold that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think uh, anybody who has been following the Mavericks for a long time, at least in the Mark Cuban era, has at least seen Danny. Even if they don't know what Danny does, they've seen Danny. So I actually knew Danny. I'm old, and Danny's old too. No, you stop I it. Knew Danny, stop it. I knew Danny in the mid-'90s before Cuban even owned the team just from playing pickup uh, basketball around Dallas. 
and I knew him because he was an enormous trash talker, and uh, and I immediately liked that about him. Uh, and nothing has changed ever since. He's still an enormous trash talker, but oh oh, look what we have here. here he it's is. funny because someone just came came by a few seconds ago and talked about how much of a trash talker I was last week at the um, Yogi Ferrell's father. It didn't he, he got a taste of it. Wait, he talked trash to Yogi Ferrell's father. You know no bounds, man. No, 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 it's nonstop. I'm like the Willie Moscone of pickup hoops. <laughs> you can't out-talk me. I'm dating myself. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, you're a little young. He's a pool player. You can look him up on Google. Okay. Google you, him. You can find some videos. Okay, Willie Moscone. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, Danny, what do, you, what do you do here? Golly. What do you do? I sweep up the floors. I got to ask you guys a question. What have you been doing? You were supposed to be here like an hour ago. <laughs> Sorry, we just had a lot of... Blame it on Lizelle, if, yeah. you, if you have the courage. Lizelle was... Lizelle was causing trouble? No, yes. no, she was starring on our show here. Who else has been on the show? Lizelle? Scent. 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 Skin, me, she's Aria. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Now come to the last. Well, no, last build means no, that you're the best. No, This is no. the crescendo. In concerts, it means headliner. In this deal, it means janitorial services is being, <laughs> being questioned right now. Hey, there's nothing um, wrong with doing that, man. What, what is your official title, Dan? My official title is something that I've never even heard of, so I'm just the <laughs> photographer uh-huh. in general. Um, Sweeper-upper. You, you've seen everything, though. You've been you've, here. You've since truly yeah. seen everything. Well, I've been here. I've seen. I've been here since Mark got here. Yeah. Uh, so there's been quite a lot to now see. That was what 2001. Yeah. So I started taking pictures then. I was a writer, somewhat. Some people say that my girlfriend doesn't think I'm a writer, but uh, she edits my stuff. I've like seen you write about Knockout, man. You got. You can. Oh, you Knockout can, is the greatest game ever. Knockout is a great pretty game. Awesome. I can't wait for summer camps to start. So I go to summer camp to take pictures. You think he talks trash in the office? Wait till you see him go up against like middle school kids playing Knockout. He's <laughs> not afraid. Middle school? He's not afraid. Five-year-olds. <laughs> Dude, in Knockout, everybody's on the same page. A five-year-old can beat anyone. A five-year-old can beat Dirk. Sure. I mean, it's five-year-old almost, did last year. Yes. Yeah, see what I'm saying? It's very, whatever the word is egalitarian uh-huh so it's it's thrilling so you are a writer using words like egalitarian <laughs> it's got more than three syllables in it and you're the origin of people around these parts making a long jumper and going bang 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 you're that's from you yeah I, I learned that from jet terry actually okay when he first got here because when jet came here i thought he was six seven oh uh, really yeah, yeah he's like reason, maybe I, six two yeah and then when i saw him i'm like that's jet he looks yeah so i was thinking that we had a bigger guy coming, but that's a Jet Terry thing from whenever he came here, 2006. Bang, bang. He'll bang, say bang, bang, bang before he even shoots. Every, he'll oh, pull yeah, up. Yeah. He'll, he, he'll even do the point at the floor bit and say, right here, right here, and then uh-huh. he'll pull up from 30 and just like uh, predictive text, launch an air right? ball. I know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay, so you, you, have a, you have an enormous picture on the wall here. Okay, so and, here's the deal. Uh, Story time. It, okay. looks like, uh, it looks like this is the play. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. It looks like it was an important moment because 75 million people have their phones out and Dirk is taking a jump shot. Yeah. And uh, for it to be framed, man, it's got to be pretty. Uh, it's gonna be pretty cool. Okay, so this is a very interesting picture for lots of reasons. I'm gonna tell you a story. I'll try to go slow, or I'll try to go fast. But obviously, this is the Dirk 30,000 point game mm-hmm. last March. Everybody in the universe is trying to watch, but they they got their dang cell phones out. Except for this row right here. Yeah, that's yeah. That's Jessica yeah. Dirk's wife. Yeah. That's Mark Cuban, owner of the Mavs. Charlie and McKinney. That's, little, that's Sebastian Berea. Isn't Sebastian Berea. Glenn James, Steve Shavera, lots of people in here I know. My homeboy Larry Raleigh's there. Of course, him and his wife have their cell phones out too. Um, a couple things about this picture. Obviously, everybody remembers that night, or if they don't, they should. Dirk went berserk. 
made his first seven shots or first eight of nine or something 25 crazy. points in the first half. So we had planned this. Glenn James was there. He taught me everything I know about photography. Uh, we planned this for like a couple weeks, knowing it was coming. We had Glenn there, Brandon up here, another photographer up here on those television platforms, all ready for the second half when Dirk scored <laughs> his thing. Right? So slightly ahead of schedule, Dirk is going to score his points in the first half. So it's my picture. This is the payoff picture, right? Shows the entire crowd, shows the scoreboard, you know, the time clock shows what's happening, gives you the whole story in one shot. So the pressure's really on me, right? Because I'm like, Glenn is texting me. We have a group text going. He's like, you have this. It's going to be yours. Make sure you get it, right? No pressure. So Dirk does it. I've practiced this shot a thousand times every, every quarter break for the last, since 2008, right? So I'm going to get it. So I shoot the picture, Dirk makes it, the crowd goes crazy, everybody's got goosebumps, everybody's crying. And they come and they grab my, Brandon comes, another one of my guys I work with comes and grabs my little card, right? Group text, I get back. DB, you got a great shot of the blonde in the sixth row. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the focus. <laughs> I mean, uh, my body goes like cold and I'm, cold sweat and I'm like there's no way I missed this this is like the only picture I should should have ever made in the last 20 years there's no way so they're like yeah sorry dude you you choked and I'm like I can't believe this I look at it on the screen and I'm like I chimped it and everything and I'm like this is perfect so then I walk in to, at halftime you know because we have a little powwow every halftime and, and I'm just bummed man and I'm like I mean I want to cry I seriously want to cry and um they go, just kidding, you got it. <laughs> it's in focus. Perfectly in focus, yeah. perfectly lit. And I think one of my favorite things about this picture is that you don't see who's guarding him. I mean, everyone knows Larry Nance was guarding him, but mm -hmm. all you see is his teammates. So it's like, it doesn't even matter like who's defending him, all you see is him, you know? It's right. like Devin and being in the way almost takes everybody out of the play. And Devin got the assist. And you know what? I mean, we, we goof on Dirk a lot. That's pretty good lift on a jumper. Oh, what is it? Look at those dollies. I mean, that's probably the highest he's hopped. Sky time. Skywalker. His adrenaline was going that night. How mad would you have been if Devin was right here? Yeah. Instead oh, yeah. of brutal. brutal. You would. It would just be the top of dirt. Yeah. Would yeah. have. Would have been not a very good picture. There, yeah. But you know what? The, what's great about these? There's a real famous picture of Jordan hitting the shot over Russell against yes, Utah, and you've yes, seen that yeah. from a similar perspective. And one of the things I like to do is, I, is there's so many things to study is to project stories on the people. Right. Like, here, here's one of my favorites, if you can zoom in on this area. This guy is pretending like he's hitting the shot. He's a lefty, <laughs> right? You can tell he's doing that. So he's totally, he's totally in the moment. This is uh, Tim Heddington, who's a local businessman. He's a great supporter of Dirk's Heroes Charities, amongst other things. He's sitting with Dirk's wife. And he almost has an Owen Wilson look on his face, if you zoom in on that. <laughs> he does. Yeah, that's like, wow. wow. That's pretty amazing. And wow. then this Claire's guy, mom. Uh, if you go over here, dude, have some fun. I don't know what's, I mean, you're, you're it's <laughs> this okay. Guy, it's, his arms are folded. What, what are you mad about? This, this guy is having some fun. He got his uh, beer. He got his beer. He got back just in time. They let right. him down mid-play. Either that or he's just literally standing in, uh, standing in the aisle. Look at this guy. 
He's walking out. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's walking out. I've of the seen it. He must is, be a Lakers fan. That is his worst <laughs> moment. That's that guy's worst moment ever. He's going for some nachos. He must be a Lakers fan. There's someone in here, too. I, I was looking at this earlier. Someone who's just straight up not looking at the play either. He's, he's turned it over to the person next to him. I can't find the guy. But that's great because there's so many. Hey, look at little Sebastian. Too. Yeah, little Sebastian, JJ's son watching this play. Do you think the importance of that shot? But how cool is it going to be in 15 years, 20 years, whenever he looks back and sees that? Yeah. Sitting I love right that. in front of Cuban. I mean, that's that's Mavs royalty right there. What great JJ's work by son, Danny. the head honcho. Yeah, that's oh, great yeah, stuff. Yeah, thank you very much. I also like how Dirk. Glenn got, James would call it luck. Dirk got 30,000 <laughs> points, and we're somehow giving all this credit to Danny. That's amazing. Well, um, can I tell you a real 30,000 great pictures, though, Danny. <laughs> so. Can I tell you another quick story about this whole deal? Yes. So I ran a charity event for Dirk last summer, and Carlisle has this framed up with the play written out on a piece of paper. He has Devin Harris sign it. He has Dirk Nowitzki sign it. He signs it. Follow well. Follow well signs it because of the call. He made the call. Uh, Mark Cuban signs it. And Rick's given up there giving a speech about this picture. And in the meantime, he doesn't say one word about me. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, the, the, next, the next week, we're at an event at, uh, for Dirk. Somebody auctioned. Somebody had their dinner with Dirk. And, and I went up to the coach, and I said, Coach, here's the thing, bro. I said, I was 10 years in the making of that photo. <laughs> I practiced that shot every quarter break for the last since 2008. So can, I don't, you don't need my autograph, but could you at least acknowledge some photo credit, please? And he's like, yeah, I got you, DB. But what did he do to get you? He went on your radio show and talked about it. All right, all right, there you go. Boom, boom, boom. Uh-oh. Wes oh, Matthews. Oh. We didn't have to hunt anybody down. He just came to us. I've never seen him in this office. I love it. Wesley Matthews. Hey, Wes. All right, DB's, DB's out. The best drinks here. What's going on? What's up, man? How you been? workout stuff going on. How you doing? Good. What are we sipping on there? Dasani sparkling strawberry guava. Apparently, water is like a big thing. And I don't mean for hydration. It's like people have their own like preferences. What Why am I like. holding the mic? Because no, you're talking into it. You're, this is you just walked up into a live set. You didn't even know, and you just walked up into this thing. Sorry, man. I know. I just you know, I want to go back home and play with my daughter, but here you, here I am. We're forcing you to work you out are. right now. It's quality yeah. time, man. It's crazy. It's quality time. It's just a couple I don't minutes. Like quality time. Oh. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you anyway. Well, thanks. I'm happy. Yeah. To how's uh How's recovery going for you? I'm healthy. Yeah. Back going at it. Feel good. Feel great. Do you feel good? It's very convincing. I do. I yeah. just got done working out. I, really <laughs> done working out. I text Keisha said, "Hey, I'm coming to get a drink because you guys got the best ones." There it is, Saudi Sparkling. By the now way, that's I'm out of here. That's hold on, that's Keisha back there. We'll probably have her on the podcast yes. at some point too. Now I'm out of here. Oh, good she's hiding. Good to see you guys. All right, thanks, Wes. Enjoyed it, Wes. <laughs> that was uh, obviously a cameo. Wes wanted no part. Yeah, of. I actually made you. Uh, he was. I think he was very excited to come on. Really? Yeah, I think deep down he was happy to be. Here. <laughs> I think that's a Coke product. Is it? Yeah, so we have them in there. Okay. Oh, um, hey. Okay, so here's the thing. One more thing on this photo, because I got cut off because my main man, Wes. Okay, so what you can't see, Larry Nance Jr. Uh, is here getting busted in the face by Dirk for 30K. Okay, I'm just telling you what the facts are. But what's really spooky is Dirk's 20,000 point was also against the Lakers. Mm. On the other end of the court, which I have that shot too, but it's kind of weird. Uh, people are in the way. And guess who he he busted in the face on that one? Larry Nance Sr. No. Oh. 
Keep guessing. I think it was a future teammate of his, wasn't it? It was a future teammate of his. That played Dirks. for the Lakers? Played Similar, for the, Lakers. Uh, the exact same number as Larry. Number Mansfield, seven. Oh, who am I? Oh, He's, Lamar Odom. Yeah. Yes. Ah, is that weird? That's that a little bit weird. weird. That's a little bit weird. Okay, yep. I, I got time for you guys. So that means yeah. when, okay, he scores oh, his, thanks, when he scores his 40,000th point. It'll oh. be on a Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. It'll oh, be uh, West West or whatever, the Northwest. Yeah, somebody. yeah, Northwest. Okay, uh, so thanks for story time, Danny. That was abrupt leaving. Appreciate you coming Man, on. The seriously, he, he was like, I'm going to check my email now. And then just left and just turned around he and is, went uh, right there. Okay, so uh, what do you think? Do you got time? You want to run over to the facility, or uh, um, I mean, you got you got, got obligations. I if if I'm not here, it'll be Bobby at the facility without me. So then you want to come? Yeah, sure. All right, go. well let's okay, go. Okay, let's go. We're rocking. With, uh, I took the mic from you. Just to, can I hand it off? Oh, oh, I was gonna say, where were you in that picture? I was off camera. Were, were any of you guys in the actual shot? I was, uh, I've got uh, some pretty good videos of that because uh, we were broadcasting, obviously, and I just held up the phone. And so I have the shot leading up to it, and then I paused it. And then I have, if you remember the big, uh, you know, everybody at midcourt, you know, ch charging out onto the court, yeah. Love and Dirk. And then I also have him during the timeout coming back out on the court and waving. So oh, I have nice. three separate videos, and they're still on the phone. And I, I'll never the next, delete yeah, no. the, the next day, ESPN did that super slow motion, like Phantom Cam thing, uh -huh. um, where they kind of, you know, they show him running back down the floor. And in that shot, you can see my mom, my dad, and my sister. They were all at the game. You can see me, because I, I got to sit on press row that game. Normally, I'm way up top, and I oh, got downstairs awesome. for that game. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. You can see my whole family. I think that, Aria, you're in that one, too. Lizelle, where were you? Were you in the back, or were you out on the floor? In the back? In the back somewhere. Uh, oh, look at this. Look at this. Let's get, let's get a look at this. Those were the days. This is, that is some really weird ball handling. What is that? <laughs> that guy's about to fall. That's he not, is. look at, look is that at Bob how, look how low to the ground he is. That's, that's not good balance. That guy's not going to make it. <laughs> or maybe, maybe he is. It's the great Steve Letson back there doing awesome stuff. So uh, this is uh, this is Bobby's office. Yep, this is this is where they keep me. Yeah. Uh, I actually haven't been paid now that you mention it in like several oh my months. God. Did we just set off the fire alarm? Uh, well, you're spitting off some fiery takes. Hey. Right? It's original humor. Here's what. Uh, here's the great thing about the Mavs practice situation, is that uh, they can hydrate themselves with delicious beer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, run full court, <laughs> and then. Uh, after a nice, hard, intense run, get a community beer. The Community Mosaic IPA is a really delicious IPA. The uh, the Veet beer is good too. Oh, I haven't had it. I think it starts with W, but you say it like a V. Oh, like it's uh, German. like Dirk Nowitzki. Like Nowitzki, yeah. Okay. So uh, this thing, this is a practice court. Not just any average folks can come in, including me. Yeah. Um, you have to it. have like a top secret pass card thing that only Aria has. So, wow. Even I'm not allowed in here. So we're taking you far behind the scenes. Usually every time I come in here, Eddie Sefko is asleep on that table right there. <laughs> he won't even put down uh, blankets or pillows or anything, just sleeping on the table. So this is where we congregate before practices. And uh, 
What's uh, that? Is some, was that Netflix or something? I think so. It's okay. Roku, yeah. And about 18 Roku. of us, everyone who works for the Mavs sits in this cube. This is the Mavs.com cube. Sometimes we spill over into that one, but usually there's about seven or eight of us and somebody, I don't know if that's a straw or what that is, but uh, they'll just kind of, you know, we'll gather in there too. We're not sure what that is. Yeah. Go ahead and oh. CGI that if you yep. could, please. Okay. Yep. Yep. Thanks, Skin. You bet. So and this is now the beautiful. We're about to play full court. Oh, basketball. and here's Andrew. Andrew runs this whole this hey, whole place. How you doing, man? Good. How you doing? You got any cool stories for us? Um, Dirk was here today. Yeah. Uh, oh. He just got his stitches out today, so he was able to get on the treadmill a little bit. All right. He can't shoot yet, but um, he can't. He can shoot really well. What are you talking well, about? He can shoot really well, shots well, fired. I yeah. Had a great <laughs> I'm gonna tell him you said that. <laughs> the effective field goal um, percentage was through the roof this year. Yeah. Shot. I mean, today was surprising how many guys we had. You know, ended today with Wes, Doe, uh, Dirk. Uh, the Mesh is here right now. Oh. The Mesh is here. Uh, Mark is here. Carl is here. So everyone's oh, still yeah? put in work. Even so even though it's the off season, yeah, everyone's still coming in and getting their shots up. Yeah. Can't sure. stop. Won't stop. For yeah. sure. Never stop. Never stop. Yeah. Yeah, All can right, we go out there and walk yeah, around? Yeah, sure. Have fun, guys. Thank you. It's a really good ball handling cubicle. It is the legend. That looks like Coach Carlisle over there working yeah. out. Yeah. So this facility, seems like the players are gone, but everyone has been through here. We got Wes yeah. right after he was done. Man, Wes was dying not to talk to us. Yeah, he, he, he wanted was, to get out of here so quick. Yeah, he really wanted nothing to do with us. Yeah. But he Which, was, uh, I he was, yeah, he was getting his shots up. Dirk, mm -hmm. getting his shots up. Yep. Said Dorian Finney-Smith was in here, and most of these guys, like we were talking about earlier, most of these guys are still under contract for the future. So I imagine it's gonna be very busy in here throughout yes. the rest of the summer. Dude, if it is, we're not even in May yet. If we're not in May and people are over here working out, getting shots already. I think that's an indication of how ready they are. Um, so I was talking to JJ earlier this week. He doesn't enjoy watching the playoffs because he ain't in them. Yep. And that's uh, that kind of fuels that whole hunger to get it going again, and mm -hmm. and uh, there is uh, the vacation is very short, and then they're right back at it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> look who's here! Look who's here! Hello, Mark Cuban. How Hello, you doing? That's good. Good to see you, Mark. Good to be seen. He's about to go buy a billion-dollar business. He does it once a day. Oh, two billion. Two billion-dollar business. He's about to go buy a two billion-dollar business. That's all he does: buy billion-dollar businesses and flip them for more billions. <laughs> That's how we got here, man. Yeah, he, bought a, he bought a plane on the internet. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. That's I've so cool. I've never done that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Skin, I think that it's about time that maybe we go play one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. They don't want to show this on no. uh, TV at all. So, uh, It'd be like the National Geographic channel where an animal eats another one. It's yeah. just really <laughs> shocking. Like, you have to show it in slow motion. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like just too graphic. Here is the tear of the flesh. Yeah, it's just terrible. As yeah. we like, I'm trying to cross over, and I just like fall down. So um, it was fun walking around with you today. We got our steps it. in. Yeah. We got Lizelle on. We got a bunch of our teammates on. And hopefully, we'll keep doing this throughout the summer. So Hug? yeah. Oh, man. For sure. I love good. you, buddy. Hug, All right. Hug. This was numbers on the boards. We'll see you guys next week, hopefully, or sometime soon. How about that? Bye, everybody. Numbers on the boards with Jeff Skinwade and Bobby Kerala.